Basic Christianity, Part 2, A Right Understanding of God. I believe that the thought you have, that I have, that anyone has, that's the most important thought we'll ever think is what we think when we think of God. We must think right thoughts about God in order for our lives to be directed in the right direction. The truth about God, to the extent we can understand and receive it, is provided for us in the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and it is our authority in all circumstances for our understanding of God. There is one God, not many, not three gods, not two gods, not thousands of gods. There's only one God. That God is the creator of all things, while he himself is not created. He has always been. He is without beginning and without end. He says of himself when he spoke to Moses in answering Moses' question about who should uh, Moses tell the people, send him, and he said, I am that I am. I am, I have always been, I will always be. God has eternally existed, one God, in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, co-equal in every way. Now, God is perfect. There is no imperfection in God, so he cannot change to make himself better, and he can't change to become less because to become less would be less than perfect, and being less than perfect, he could not be God. Another way of expressing this is to express it as God's holiness. God's holiness is that God is set apart. He's not like anything we know or have ever experienced. He is perfect light. In him, there is no darkness or even a shadow. God is holy and perfect in every way. God is gracious. That is, God gives us what we do not deserve. And God is also merciful that he doesn't give us what we do deserve. God's graciousness and his mercy are two sides of the same coin, so to speak. In God's mercy, he doesn't give us what we deserve. In God's grace, he gives us what we don't deserve. God is all-knowing. This means that everything that is knowable, God knows. This is why scripture references God knows the number of hairs on your head. That is knowable, so God knows it. God knows everything that's knowable. And so any situation that we find ourselves in, we don't need to worry or wonder whether God knows or understands He does. 
God is all-powerful. There's nothing that God can do consistent with who God is. God can never act differently than who he is, but he is all-powerful in himself. There's nothing that he cannot accomplish. God is present everywhere at once. We will never move to a place on this earth where God is not. God is ever-present everywhere we go. God does not change ever. He cannot change because he is perfect, as we said earlier. He can't get better because he's already perfect. He can't be less because to be less would not to be God. So God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is to assure us, well, it's not the reason, but but it does assure us that God doesn't change. He doesn't change with the wind. He doesn't change with changing styles or changing beliefs. Those are, are the things of the world. Those are not the things of God. God is always the same. God is love. All of these things we speak about, these are not character traits of God. God doesn't have character traits He is each of these things in his essence. God is love. He doesn't, I mean, yes, he does show love, but when he shows love, he's simply revealing himself because he himself is love. God is fair. There are times when we think God is not being fair, But God is fair. He's always fair in every way. And so we can know in uh, complete assurance that whatever is happening, it is happening consistently with God's perfect fairness. God is all of these things and infinitely more. We cannot possibly know all of God, but all of God we need to know is revealed to us in the Holy Scriptures. Now, this brief description is far from even scratching the surface on all that God is as revealed to us in Scripture but it's a good introductory outline. We can know every day that God is with us. He is able. He knows everything that's going on. He's going to act in the way that God alone can act, and we can trust him absolutely without question. Next, we want to have a proper view of the Word of God, the the Holy Bible. Uh, All Scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness that the people of God would be fully equipped for the work of God. That can be found many places, but primarily that that exact statement is found in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. 
In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, we read, The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. In another place, God says, referring to to the word, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. In, In other words, we should be thinking on reading Uh, the Word of God all the time, meaning that it should be in our minds in terms of our daily lives. It doesn't mean we don't do anything besides read the Bible, but it means it's a part, it becomes a part of how we see the world around us. And so we're thinking on it. And when he says meditate on it day and night, He's, he's saying not just to read it, but to, to apply it and to think about it and think about how it applies to the various circumstances in our lives. And we do that so that, I always love when the Bible says so that, he's given us an exact reason why, so that we may be careful to do what God has told us to do according to what is written there. And when we do that, we will make our way prosperous, not prosperous in the way the world thinks of prosperous, but prosperous spiritually. And we will have good success in our lives here. And in another place in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, we read, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Speaking again of the word of God. So they should be on our heart. We should, we shall teach them. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. In other words, just as we read from Joshua, we should be uh, reading and thinking on the Word of God all the time. Word of God is not the Word of man, but the Word of God. And, And the Word of God is our written guide to reveal to us who God is. And, you know, as we see God for who he truly is, then we start to see ourselves for who we are, and we come to recognize that God doesn't need us, but we desperately need him. The word of God does not in and of itself make us righteous, but it points us to the one who is righteous. It points us to the Savior, to Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, John fourteen six. We can never teach or act contrary to the word of God and be in the will of God. If, if we're not lined up with the word of God, then we are outside the will of God.
We don't want to be outside the will of God. And we need to be careful not to start a conversation or even a sentence when we're speaking of the Word of God with, I think. What we should say is, thus saith the Lord. Here's what God has said about this. Now, we can express an opinion about a matter that's subject to interpretation, but we need to make crystal clear in writing, in speaking, in conversation that we are stating an opinion and that it is the Word of God which is always accurate and to which all people should turn in order to test anything that I or anyone says or writes or teaches, um, the Word of God must be read and understood and lived out and applied every day of our lives. Not that it's going to happen perfectly, but that it is going to happen regularly and it's going to be the guide for our lives. It's the Word of God, not the Word of man. It is not the Word of God itself that we should cherish, but we should cherish the Word of God as it reveals to us the person of God and the will of God for our lives, how to live as Christians following Christ. Amen. God bless you.